Welcome to episode 55 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Hey, howdy, that's me. Huh? That is you. Kyle, <laughs> yeah. how are you this week? I am doing pretty good. We went and saw Avengers Endgame. Yes! Oh, it was so good. Um, we have a spoiler cast all about mm -hmm. that as well. That will be, I guess, out the day before this comes out. So by the time mm -hmm. this goes public... Our Avengers Endgame spoiler cast will be out, and I'm we we talked for three whole hours. <laughs> we did the length of the entire film. It was amazing, though. I I, I love getting to do, 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 do that. It's a lot of fun. It was a really great time. Yes, I don't. Uh, I've been having a good week too, because it's all just been Endgame centric. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Took a vacation day to go see it and everything. Exactly. Lucky you. I wish I got to take off of work and just be like, I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna take the day and prepare my myself. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it is a, uh, it is a pretty good weekend for me here. I bought a video game last night oh, called Baba you Is You. And I don't it's know a, this. It's a little puzzle game. Uh, and it's fascinating. There's these mm -hmm. rules on 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 screen there, and you're this little like sheep character, and you can Aww. like walk around. But you can like the each section of a roll is something you can like move or push or do something. So you can kind of rearrange the rules of the game mm -hmm. to make it so you you have to win. Like Baba is you. Flag is win, or oh. stone is is push, and so like okay, so I know I can push stones. I need to reach the flag to win, but how do I do that? Sometimes yeah. you need to be creative and rearrange the stuff, and it's really neat. So, that sounds really fun. Highly recommend it if you have a Nintendo Switch. It's a perfect little puzzle geek game. Ooh, so, there you go. That's a great way to spend the weekend. Later today, me and my family are getting together to start planning our Star Wars RPG. Oh, boy. That Very excited fun. about that. Yeah. But before I can it? get there. What was hmm? your character's name? Oh, my, I am playing a droid named D23, who is basically a Disney Parks audio animatronic. <laughs> who is sent to another park because he's not an animatronic. He is an employee because he's a living droid and he just sort of gets lost on the way to the other location of this Everything. theme park chain. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's I'm right. very you, excited to be this. You told me about that, I think, last week on the Captain's mm -hmm. Log or the week before something, but that, that sounded like fun. Yeah. It is fun, but it it is time for us to get down to business before we can be sheep, before we can be robots. <laughs> before we can do any of this, we have to talk about our subject at hand for this yeah. week. We listened to an audio drama. This is the first audio drama we've done in a while. Yeah. This is one called The Earth Collective. This was created by and stars Mike Troop. And according to my podcast feed, it said it started in 2017. But I wonder if maybe that was a new feed, because I think I remember listening to it like a little bit earlier than that. Hmm. 
But it is recent. It's in the last handful of years. And we listened to the first two seasons of it, which is all that's been put out so far. Yeah. Uh, I, I forget. I, I think the, the most recent thing that came out on their feed was a teaser for season three. Did, yeah. did they say when season three was debuting? I, I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay. Darn. I was going to say, <laughs> hey, in like three weeks from now, who knows? No. Um, but uh, yeah, so we we listened to seasons one and two of the Earth Collective. This was your suggestion. Yeah, I found this however many years ago, and when it was just season one that was out, and I listened to it, and I loved it, and like I listened through it again, like waiting for season two to come out, mm-hmm. and then when season two came out, we were already doing this show, and I'm like, oh, I'll save this and I'll pitch this whole oh, thing nice. to Kyle sometime. That 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 works. Um. Oh man, I still have the social media things up. That always happens to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I I picked this one because you you pitched a number of audio dramas this last week, uh, and I picked this one for us to do because I hadn't he- heard of mm-hmm. it. Uh, this one was a new one for me. I'm sure in my d- exploration of audio dramas on Twitter, I'm sure I saw it at some po- point. Uh, yeah. but I, I, I didn't know anything about it. So I was like, Ooh, let's do the one I haven't, haven't listened to and haven't heard of. Yeah. I think I found it in like one master post of audio dramas mm-hmm. on Tumblr years ago. This might've been the same post where I found the fearsome morning, oh, okay. which is another podcast. I love, we did an episode about that one yeah. <clears throat> and that I have fun. not. <clears throat> I have not heard people really talk about these shows. This one is a really cool concept behind it. Yeah. Uh, so if if you guys haven't listened to it yet, we're going to do like a short synopsis yeah. and some general thoughts and Im- impressions. Uh, and then we'll get into spoiler territory, talking about the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see. The concept behind this is that Something happened on Earth, some kind of apocalyptic event. Humans had to leave Mm -hmm. Earth in search of a new home. They eventually found a planet uh, that they named Oasis. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. spelled a little bit differently than than what we would normally spell it as. Mm -hmm. Um, But they started building a life there, and then something crashed on the planet. They don't know exactly what it was, but ever since that thing crashed on the planet, the darkness has been deadly for them. They need to avoid the dark. Yeah, uh, there's so some they, sort of intangible living force in yeah, the darkness. Yeah, some kind of monsters you. or yeah. something. Uh, but they they don't know exactly what it is, so they learn to live on the move. They build these like giant uh city-like vehicles that just mm-hmm. are in this big long caravan uh and they are traveling around the country non-stop to avoid the darkness and always mm-hmm. stay in the light uh, and we follow joseph C- crane who's a mechanic and uh wants to be a bit of a historian and he's yeah. documenting life because this society is always on the move like there's not a lot of rest there's not a lot of downtime and there's not a lot of archives. Like what they remember of their past is a lot of just like oral history, like Stories passed down from person to person. Stuff like yeah. That, yeah. And he's like, we barely know what happened to them. What if that same thing happens to us? 
you're not real unless somebody remembers you. So he is sending these audio logs of just, this is what I know of our history. This is what life is like. This is what I'm doing up to the last remnant of like ancestor technology, which is this one satellite that he thinks is still up in space because nobody knows any different. Well, apparently it's working because somehow we can listen yeah. to it. <laughs> it must be because we can. Um, yeah, so that that kind of covers it. it. It it starts out as, yeah, him just documenting stuff, mm -hmm. but strange things starts happening and then he ends up investigating a couple different things and mm -hmm. that's kind of how the story gets put together and stuff. Like yeah. That, so. It's good. What did you think? Yeah, you, you did. Have you listened to season two? Have you listened to all no. of this stuff? Or uh, I've was listened it only to season, season one? I listened to season one before a couple okay. times. This was my first time for season two and like a lot of the little bonus things like the interseason episodes mm. and little things like here's a preview of a Patreon series. This is my first time for everything else. OK, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, this is my first t t time for it all. Um, I think for, for me personally, it started off very slow. Uh, but by the end <laughs> of season two, I, I, I think it's pr pretty good. Good. I, 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 I like it. I like the, whoa, 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 whoa. I like the world that they've made. Yes. Um, there, and they're starting to unravel some interesting plot threads mm -hmm. that I'm very fascinated with. Yeah, let's go ahead and do a little bit of our housekeeping and then we can get into spoiler territory and sort of dissect more of the the mysteries that the show has going sure. on. Uh, well, the first thing I want to mention is Saturday, May 4th is free comic book day. It is. Yeah, I forgot to mention this on our Avengers Endgame episode, so I'm going to put in some little thing at the start to be like, hey, don't forget. Um, but yeah, you guys can go to your local comic book store and pick up some free comics and check them out. And I'm sure there's going to be huge sales and stuff like that. We've covered a number of comics mm. on 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 th on this show. So maybe you can pick up something we've covered and come back and listen to one of our episodes. Yeah. I think that would be fun. Um, let's see. We already mentioned the Avengers spoiler cast. Mm -hmm. Um, we should have another episode of the captain's log up before this as well. We have yet to record it cause we're doing things out of order. This yeah. Week. Yeah. Cause the time when we would have recorded it, we, I was watching Endgame. Yes. <laughs> that took precedent. Uh, but let's see last week on the review show, we had a really cool episode about an anime called terror in resonance. Mm -hmm. uh, or Terror in Tokyo. Uh, mm -hmm. You can find it on Hulu. Uh, it's by by Shinichiro Watanabe, who did Cowboy Bebop, stuff like that. I highly recommend you guys go check it out. Uh, we also have some exclusive episodes of the review show on our Patreon. Melissa, mm -hmm. do you want to tell them about that? Yes. We have been doing uh, once a month so far these bonus review show episodes, the same format of the review show, mm -hmm. but we're doing kind of weirder, wilder, like more specific and curated content choices. We yeah. did uh, a couple one-shot Monster of the Week episodes of X-Files that were all by the same writer. Uh, we did three episodes of Batman Beyond and a companion episode of Justice League Unlimited that kind of told one arc. And now we're going to do Shrek Retold, 
which is a bunch of different animators getting together and retelling the exact plot of Shrek bit by bit the entire length of the movie, which is a fun collaboration you can go watch on YouTube. There you go. Yeah, so we got all all sorts of stuff on our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the whatnots. Uh, and for a single dollar, you can get all our episodes early and access to the live streams of this show. Mm-hmm. We p- p- post a link in our Discord. Uh, and the $3 level yes. is where you can get the, the exclusive shows. And at the $5 level, you can get a shout out on the podcast yeah Uh, so thank you to everyone uh who is our patrons our patreon supporters but a big extra special thank you to eric sam and christine for helping Mm -hmm. us out keeping the mics on stuff like that we we appreciate you guys a ton thank you so much i think that's all the housekeeping we have yeah yeah let's 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 get on into it pew 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 spoiler alert (laughs) Spoiler sounds. I, I I was hoping to have a, a sound effect oh. last week. I was like, my goal will be to have the sound effect for the the next week, uh, as well as update the like little animation stinger at mm-hmm. the start of the YouTube version of this. And I did the animation, and then I was in a like motion graphics creative mood. So I was yeah. like, I'm just gonna redo the review show intro. So we also have our new animated in at the start of this uh, which should be neat but uh yeah with all that i didn't have time to make a sound for our spoiler <laughs> alert thing so spoiler alert we have to we do are. it with our voices yes exactly um yeah where do you want to start mm. with this one uh you said it was kind of slow at the beginning i kind of like how slow it is Looking back on the show, I think my favorite parts are less of the monologue, less of the like dialogue, audio drama, more traditional parts and more of Hmm. Joseph just telling you things because this world is so rich and it like the world building of it is its strongest feature, I think. And I'm like, yes, just sit here and tell me like even the most mundane technical stuff. I think it's fascinating. So I guess my my like one of my main issues mm. with, with, with this is not too much of an issue i i feel mm-hmm. like it's kind of the nature of audio drama podcasts yeah like this um where uh th- like audio j- j- drama has a fantastic community built up around it they're all super supportive and they they know that it's not just these big budget hollywood movie things it is often just one or two people making this thing Mm -hmm. maybe they have one good microphone maybe they don't have good microphones but they're they're creating this story in this world and they're putting their heart and soul into that and i think the community recognizes that uh, which is really neat, um, and I, I, I think, I, I think with this show in particular, I think it it starts off doing a certain thing and then kind of grows out of that, uh, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, even shows like the bright sessions did that like it started out as this hey we're gonna record these therapy sessions yeah and then it spiraled way past that yeah um and this starts in a similar fashion where he's just 
it's very exposition just like here's mm-hmm. how we collect water here's how we move here's how we do this here's how mm-hmm. the the segments work stuff like that um and i i i, I like that in its own right but then mm-hmm. they didn't stick with it and it 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 felt like him the the main kid it, it felt like they were tr- trying to stick to a like an in-story reason to have recorded things a little too mm-hmm. much and it was just like i i so i that's the thing like i, do, I don't dislike either part but yeah i i like the more let's just see how this scene p- plays out like i like that stuff more personally uh-huh. But if they didn't have that and it was only this like this more like historical stuff, I think that would be neat too. Yeah. But it it kind of goes back and forth if not almost abandons the v- 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 very like exposition heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm I understand that. I I love an audio drama that is formatted exactly like what it is within the world, you know, like yeah. I'm Douglas Eiffel on the Hephaestus. These are my communication logs. Exactly. I'm Alex Regan. I'm a podcaster. These are my interview tapes with Dr. Richard Strand. I like yeah. when it's got an in-universe reason to be what it is, but which a lot of audio dramas do, it, it, but I, I love it every time. Even kind of abandoned that. It does, yeah. Too. I think even Ars Paradoxica was supposed to be mm-hmm. like, hey, these are the logs of Dr. Sally Garissim, you know? And I I just see a bunch of these shows like moving past that. And I'm 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 not necessarily wondering, but I think it's because they they felt limited by what they could do with that mm-hmm. like hey it needs to be the audio da 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 hiery of this specific person mm-hmm. um if those things are mixed in there i think that's totally fine like hey we're getting you know a special a- episode that is all this uh you know here's this historical record mm-hmm. of the the segment 18 or whatever one they're on you know um but I, I I don't feel like it necessarily needs that. And I think a lot of audio drama podcasts really take to that format. And they're like, oh, that's mm-hmm. sweet. We can do this. We, we can do it that way. And it's this neat mm-hmm. initial idea. But then they, I feel like they start to write themselves into a corner yeah. and be like, ah, maybe I don't have to stick to that so much let's <laughs> yeah, maybe go over we don't this have to have way. an yeah. in-universe explanation for why the recorder yeah. is always on just, although just i do like story yeah i do like how the show kind of as it grows and like the cast becomes bigger there are people that like joseph is talking to who says they just don't want to be recorded so you're yeah. just hearing joseph like recap who they yeah. are and like what they told him which and is neat I, l- I like that i like that his recorder can only work for so long and yes. then he has to, it, it takes him like a week to recharge it i think that aspect is neat mm-hmm. um, but yeah because then then he has to kind of sit there and recount what happened um which is i i feel like more of a historical record however true it may be yeah Maybe it happened a week ago, and maybe his memories uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, of it aren't exactly what they need to be, or you know who knows what. Um, so I I like that, but then it's also 
Seems like he has a second recorder and he's playing tapes of things he recorded on the tape that he's sending to. I, I, like, it, yeah, because the audio quality is not always the same. Yeah. It was a little bit much. And I was like, I, I'm totally fine with you just telling me this story. <laughs> you don't need to p play a tape on the tape. But, but, but yeah, I, I think by it, it started to get away f from that. Uh, and then just be like, hey, here's the story we're telling. Here's the character mm -hmm. I'm running into. Um, I mean, he still has his tape thing mm -hmm. there, but it's not, it doesn't seem as like stuck to this. Hey, this needs to be a historical record of mm -hmm. life here on Oasis. Yeah. You talked about how the he can only record for so long at a time mm -hmm. because the battery runs out. The longest episode there is is 27 minutes long, and that's far longer than anything else. Most things are right around like 15 minutes, he did which is kind of neat. redesign his uh, recorder thing, though. Mm -hmm. so yeah, when he went out into could explain the it, wilderness. He said, yeah, he did say it has like a bigger pack, which mm -hmm. means longer battery life. So that explains it, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I I like how it's it's usually kept very short. Yeah, it's a fifteen minute mm -hmm. long thing, you know. Yeah, I I'm not a fan of dystopias. I believe you and I have covered this, <laughs> but I do like the drama and the puzzle solving of scarcity. Yeah, and I like that element throughout this story. Like it's not super grim. There's but there is like we have limited resources there we're in a, a weird situation aspect. yeah yeah i like the survival part of it and i like that that lends itself to the format of the show like when the thing starts beeping like my battery's dying i have to stop i have to talk to you again whenever the battery's recharged mm -hmm. yeah yeah i like that a lot um i i also want to talk real fast about the the like extras that were yeah in, in yeah i listened to this. all of the extras in this feed same here um i so the, the first one they did was more of the like fireside story time yeah uh, let's do it that way there was a couple of them that were more audio book formats mm -hmm. um where the author is like rating off he said this and then she said that you know yeah um and i'll be honest i kind of liked both of those formats a little bit mm -hmm. more which was interesting to mm -hmm. me it, i mean that i i guess is something that is then enticing me to want to go support them on patreon but i almost liked that storytelling format more like your your history is all of these these stories why not mm -hmm. sit there and tell those stories as a yeah. way to build out that world um which is i mean in on one hand is a way he's doing it but i guess from my personal perspective i like a, a, a story rather than mm -hmm. just like hey here's all the exposition facts here's how we get water and all that stuff so I, I i want more show me don't tell me this stuff yeah so you have this fantastical story about you know the this thing that hit the planet is a punishment from god and here's the here's the story behind it i want to know that not okay so there's something in the dark here's what we know here's fact one here's fact two it's like i tell me a story <laughs> yeah yeah i like that a lot even like joseph's sort of uh 
more technical manual sort of things I like because it just it put you are being told a story you are not listening to like two different people talk to each other and something about that being told something is like cozier it's intimate yeah oh it takes you back to being like a little kid and your dad's trying to explain something to you and that I like that I always respond to pretty well and this is a great example of it he's got a lovely voice it's so calming i like the episode where i think he's talking about like how like when the caravans like sort of take a break like when they get to the straight ways or when it rains or whatever there's some episode with like soft rain sounds in the background that's just absolutely lovely yeah uh let's let's move to the sound design a bit now that you mentioned the rain stuff um i don't know how many people are working on this i believe it's just him yeah uh, i don't know if i've heard another name mentioned but yeah i i think if it's one or two people regardless i think the sound design is usually fantastic Mm -hmm. um there is some differences in like volume and audio quality i notice from time to time Uh, but again i think that's just part of the medium of audio drama since it's so out like so open and available to everyone mm-hmm. despite the resources you might have you might get some that are highly you know put together and funded and then you might have some that are you know a little bit less just homemade and intimate, mm-hmm. you know um and i, th- I think this this for I, I think feeling more homemade is very well put together yeah. Uh, and I really liked a lot of the sound design. In I can't picture, picture here metaphorically because it is sound design. I can't recall a lot of the sound design, which I guess is the strength of it. It's supposed to kind of vanish. You're supposed to like not really notice it's there at all or if just, it's yeah, done be, well. Be realistic enough yes. that it's it's not a like, uh, that it, it's it's not like you don't really have to think about exactly. it you know um there was one moment it was later on i believe in season two and he is i, th- I, th- I think it's season two i think it's when he discovers that first uh like church like building mm-hmm. um i don't remember what they called them or stuff like that uh the but one yeah, with the he, numbers yeah it's with the numbers the human-like figure who has his arms yeah. up and there's the like b- bowl of all the broken technology yes. and stuff like that um yeah it's it's it seems like some kind of church is is mm-hmm. what, what, what 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 is what i thought of um but when i think when he's discovering it it sounds like he's walking into this abandoned building and he's going in there and he gets into like the main room and as he gets in there there's more and more reverb on and more oh yeah echo on his voice i was like they did that really well well, Mm -hmm. i liked that um and yeah like it like that that was a time where i was like oh yeah like that that put me in the story of just like i am right there with him in this room he goes from uh one part of it that is you know that there's no echo really you can you know hear his footsteps and stuff like that but then he goes into this bigger room and the sound acts exactly like that that he is in this bigger hollow room and there's an echo echo echo, Mm -hmm. you know um 
that was neat. I I really I really liked that, and I like the. I I guess because they're in these big caravans, there's this like constant hum of the engines and stuff like that. Um, which I I don't know if it's weird because I so I'm gonna say it was on purpose because it sounds Mm -hmm. like a sound that he put in there himself however i know with a lot of cheaper mics that aren't the ones that will record like hey what's right here in front of the mic they'll get all this background noise they'll get the vents and stuff like that and it already kind of sounds like that yeah so at first i was wondering if he was using a like a not like not the right kind of mic to just get mm-hmm. a v- v- voice, and I was like, I guess that makes sense. He might not have the like in in story that character might not have the right kind of microphone. Mm-hmm. It might be really loud where they live, where there's just this c- yeah. constant hum and rattle. So I was like, huh. So I guess that fits. I don't think he did this on accident. Like I I, I think no. this was all on purpose. And so so yeah, I was like, that's. That's fantastic. That's good. Mm-hmm. Good quality audio design. Yeah, yeah. I think it sounds great. And I think this is a story that is particularly very well suited to being in an audio format. Yeah. Like, they're living someplace. I mean, they're on another planet. It is literally completely alien. But the life in this giant series of caravans, and it must go on for miles and miles and i think he says some of the biggest caravans are like five stories tall like that's really difficult to picture and i like that you just have to picture it yourself like you're not provided any like illustrations or technical drawings or anything like that like he never gets that specific i know he is setting wanting to work on a comic i I I would like to see a comic yeah one like one or two pages a month comic um but yeah i was curious as to how many like vehicles in this caravan there were there are 18 sections and it seems like there's a lot of vehicles per section there's like living cars understand i i i had thought each section was its own car was its own vehicle at first and then they, he said something later on that there was yeah like there were hundreds of cars or something along that line i was like yeah that ma- I, I thought there was like I think- 18 segments or something like that so there was only 18 of them and then i think there might be know. like 18 like big main like hub cars but he, i think he a says there's like, like smaller ones there's a car for a diner there's a car for a grocery store you know, there's a car for, you know, a little shop. There's different family I guess cars. guess we don't know the population. Yeah, the like the population is fuzzy. Like how many people, how much space they take, how long it takes to drive yeah. around this entire planet, how big the planet is. There's so many, like, logistical things to help you picture it that aren't there. And I kind of like that it's just up to your interpretation like, I would like to, having listened to this so much, being invested in the story, like, now I would like to see illustrations and, like, a little comic taking a, mm-hmm. like, literal look into this world. But I like that it's something so strange that you just have to picture for yourself. Yeah. Um, 
yeah it's it it's it it, it works best i think when you when you have mm-hmm. when you when you when you leave some stuff to the imagination mm-hmm. and it's just you we, we don't know exactly which i guess is why i gravitated more towards the story aspects mm-hmm. rather than him being like this is how we get water this is how we make food this is how we you know i was like mm-hmm. I, I want things to my imagination you don't need to tell me how you make water <laughs> that's just me i don't know um let's let's dive into more of the story aspect and yeah. what's what's happening here um i get the, the so I feel like see, from season one to season two, the story kind of shifts yes. uh, to two different things. Season one is more about uh, this girl, Emma, and how mm-hmm. Joseph met her. Apparently, she's been listening in on the broadcast, mm. which he thought was just going up to the satellite and no one else. Yeah. Um, and Emma, I guess her father was murdered for something he found scientifically. Yeah. We don't know exactly mm. what it was until later on. Um, or I, we, I guess we think we know what it is. Um, and so it's them trying to solve that mystery. But at the end of season one, Emma kind of vanishes. Yeah. Um, and And... Then we get the like the interstitial like hey between season one and two. I really liked that that story. I liked that a lot too. I yeah. like what this story is. It's almost becoming a private eye kind of story. Like Joseph's out there sort of exploring things and discovering things and trying to find answers to these questions. Yeah. And other people kind of latch on to the fact that he does that and he's maybe better at that than anybody else is because this is not a world where people really stop and ask questions because they can't stop they just go about their lives they do their jobs they keep everything moving Uh and i like that it could evolve into he becomes like the one guy you know maybe if not in the entire collective but like within his section or within like the surrounding sections like that's the guy you go to when you need an answer and he will find it yeah yeah he'll be private eye Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I liked that story a lot. If I'm not mistaken, that was written by someone else. It was not written by oh. the creator, because uh, that was, from what I understood, someone else wrote it, and then he was the one that read it off and performed mm. it. Um, but that one was neat. It was him discovering oh, basically yes. an iPad, <laughs> and. Uh, him not necessarily knowing what to do with it, uh, seeing if he can recharge it, and then going to his friend to be like, hey, I have this thing. Can you not yeah, uh, tell me? And he's like, well, I won't tell if you help me out with this one thing. Uh, just FYI, uh, the writer for the interseason story was Stephen Dominguez. There you go. Good to know. Um, But yeah, so he ends up helping his buddy who is a guard who's looking for mm-hmm. this runaway girl this missing girl uh it, it yeah it that one seems a, maybe a little bit more like a crime noir private yeah. detective story um and uh he ends up doing something he's not really proud of uh and yeah. I, I i think it was a great character moment. i liked that he he yeah like that last 
episode is kind of taking place after the fact and he's recounting what ha- mm-hmm. what happened and he yeah you can just tell he is not okay with what he did no he, he's just like i fucked up like I, I i did something i shouldn't have i think that was a great narrative choice to have a character who does screw up that bad or like he does something in his own self-interest not for selfishness necessarily but just to so he's found this iPad thing that he shows his buddy, the guard, and the guard's like, help me find this missing girl. And he finds the girl and he's like, oh, you ran away because you weren't happy here and you found a place where you were happy. Mm-hmm. You found people who were going to help you. And he has to rat out this family who's been hiding this girl and a lot of other like innocent runaways throughout the caravan. He has to rat them out to his friend in order to keep his friend from like incriminating him for he's keeping something he's not supposed to have yeah because this is joseph thinks this is something that's going to help him like get more answers like where do we come from what's in the darkness what's going on around here what are these weird numbers that keep yeah popping up on my feed you know he he wants to stay where he's at he's like i'm still on a journey and i don't want to be thrown in jail or worse like there's so much fear going on and I like that what he's doing is indicative of kind of everybody around him and the situation everybody is in. Mm-hmm. They're in scary circumstances, you know, and this really is a it has become a culture about protect what's yours, maintain your status quo, keep moving. Yeah. So after that, uh, season two kind of moves on. We don't really know what happened to Emma, mm-hmm. um, but we kind of start focusing on exploring the world outside of the caravan a little bit yeah discovering this church and what these numbers are mm-hmm. um and i'll be honest those the that number voice that is scary as hell i love it that I is i hate it it is so scary i, I love it because i hate it like it Same. is so it's so unnerving And I wouldn't describe – this is a sci-fi story. I wouldn't really describe it as a horror story. But when it takes turn – when it takes a turn into something horror-related, it does it so well. It really does, yeah. It's really creepy. Yeah, from the the big, like, camera eyeball-looking thing that, like, looked at at them while they they were out in the middle of nowhere to these these numbers. And it's just like, hello? Oh, me. And I don't, I imagine that is a computer program and not a modulated human voice. It's tricky to tell, but like, whatever you were doing to that Sounds like some kind of AI robotic system that has somehow reached sentience or something. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever you were doing technically to that voice that is artificially created, probably. Like, you made that robot a very good actor? Yeah. I don't like there's something about this robot voice that sounds a little different than most other just like plug in robot voices that I've heard in other things. It sounds like one of the uh, voices that like, for example, like Stephen Hawking. Yes. Used like it it is for someone uh, who might be like speech impaired or something. And so they can like type it out and it has this voice and it has these different inflections and and stuff like that, you know, Mm -hmm. so. Um, yeah, it sounds more natural than most other robot voices, which I really liked about it. It makes you like really 
you're not just like alarmed. You're, you'll kind of care for whatever numbers is, you know, this sort of intelligence that doesn't know a thing about itself. And it really, do you think at the end that is a wholly created artificial intelligence? I don't know. Because is, 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 is there some, something that's making you think it's not? I, I think at the beginning it's a little fuzzy in that it could be a wholly created AI or maybe like um, a human – it was a once a human intelligence that was put into an AI. Like think about uh, Potentially. Armin Zola in The Winter Soldier, you know? Yeah. yeah. But it seems like – it seems created – like it, it is now what it always was. It wasn't something that then evolved or transformed into what it is now. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Um, I think well, whatever it is, I think it's somewhere in the dark. Yeah. Which is why it's so cold. Yes. Um, because we we haven't gotten to explore the dark and what's in there, so I don't know if it's like if this is a planet that in the light it is like hot enough. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know where it stays hot all the t- t- time but in the darkness it gets cold enough where like it snows or it's freezing yeah. or something like that i'm imagining Maybe. it's something like that and we don't know uh like the climate of this world very mm-hmm. well i know we've heard that it rains i don't know if we've heard much about snow or about temperatures or anything like that if it's anything like earth maybe wherever numbers is is like way up there you know where you way get up, up yeah. into like alaska or someplace where it's like well another it's dark I was thinking, 20 hours of the day another thing i was thinking is that it is the satellite <sighs> that because it, it it's cold in space like it, it, you know and so it is this like sentient satellite that like was that. communicating with uh with the people on oasis when mm-hmm. this event happened uh and things went dark and i don't know if it's somehow joseph recording these things that kind of woke it back up mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe somehow who knows yeah um yeah or something else oh, happened I... but it, it that voice is scary i was listening to it last night uh who hadn't got to the more like more conversational Mm. stuff instead of just the numbers and i was home alone in my house and i was just like oh god i hate this (laughs) (laughs) it's so eerie like something about consciousness and archaic abandoned technology put together like that's one of my favorite horror things that always affects me so much and the fact that it has been going on for centuries millennia Yeah, 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 like, the time is so fuzzy, but it is beyond the time that, like, yeah, it's generations above anything that Joseph knows, and it's still out there. It's still looping. Oh, it reminded me a lot of the French recording in Lost. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of distress signal, something, you know. This has been on a loop for 16 years. Where are we? (laughs) (laughs) Like Um, that combined with the batteries are dying gave me a lot of lost vibes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like I, 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 I really want to know what that voice is, what the numbers 
are. I also want to know, and they kind of abandoned this too, what that other caravan was the thing that people see when they start going crazy or oh the long line is, of cars yeah like what what exactly is that they did they it seemed it just seemed like this mass hallucination and then they just move away and never mention I, it again i think that is um i don't think it's dropped i think it's just a that's a long burn that's a long-term storyline to get back out to the long line of cars and i would guess that it is these cast people who no longer have a vehicle can't get themselves onto another vehicle. I think they go out there and they just scrounge for parts and maybe they are able to make something out of like abandoned ancestor, you know, supplies and technology. And it's their own like sort of Mad Max, you know, community out there just sort of slowly trailing after the main caravan. But it's, it's weird then that, People really only see it when they're like deeply depressed or yeah. they've almost gone in like they're starting to lose their mind. They have some cabin fever. Mm -hmm. uh, so that makes me wonder if it even is real and it is more of this like and I, I, I don't, I don't want to say mass hallucination, mm -hmm. but along those la -la 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 lines of just this like I, this idealistic sense of, hey, there's something else out there that I can potentially go to you yeah know, there's and, something beyond this caravan that we live in and you know we don't know all of the flora and fauna of this planet there could be something that has like a masking camouflaging element to it like what if you've got something like um oh is it a predator that can blend into its surroundings yes. you've got yes okay is, you got something like a you've got something like a predator that can chameleon itself and it looks out at this like big big caravan and it thinks is that another creature like me to protect myself should i make myself look like it maybe and yeah. maybe people go out to this long line of cars and get straight gobbled up who knows i we don't learn a lot about the other creatures on the planet but i like whenever we do get to learn about them because they they're so briefly described but they're like there's a part when he's out in the wilderness where Joseph catches like this creature and he's like, you know, it's it's small, it's heavy, brown fur, five, five legs. legs. <laughs> <laughs> and I Lots love the, I love the grabbers. Yeah. And and that they're just described as we never really know what they look like. Their arms are so long, their bodies can hide back in the trees, and it's just the arms that get you. Yeah. I it's, I I kind of imagine them like chameleons but mm. or yeah just like praying mantis looking yeah. things, just these long arms that can you know stick out and grab them yeah grab them uh so yeah i like all, all that stuff i i i guess one of my other kind of complaints with the, mm. the the story is how segmented it is this idea uh -huh. that we kind of dropped the thread of this other caravan. We don't really know what happened to Emma, and she's not really even mentioned all that much in he, season he two. He mentions her periodically, but sure. it is just like still, he's I don't just, know where he's Emma is. He's just moved on. 
And it, like that's what it seems like. But it seemed like in season one that this was the start of an important story. And mm-hmm. it's yeah, it seems like we've moved on. And I, I feel like there might be a better way to weave all that stuff yeah. in together. The end of season two is looping back around to a lot of what season one covered. And I don't think anything ever gets dropped. I think just like Joseph in his real life, he just has to reprioritize things. Always have to keep moving. Like, I get that. But I feel like the A plot and the B plot are, it's it's either or. It's never, Mm -hmm. hey, we're we're on our way to do some stuff for the A plot while we're talking about some stuff for the B. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, you, you know, we discover something for the B plot while we thought we were looking for something for a it's always just like all right we're gonna focus on this one thing for this whole season and i it felt just yeah it felt Mm -hmm. segmented yeah Uh, Uh, maybe season three we'll start to wrap some stuff yeah like get more threads like intertwining with each other i Uh, think that would be neat something this is not this story's fault. This is just this story, like, in and of itself. This is just this story in a world of other stories. Mm-hmm. I realize that is this is real. This is relatable. This is pertinent. I am a little tired of the rich people are the bad guys. I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> I, I just, like, I understand it is real world relatable it makes sense i've just seen it in so many stories where it's like well the people at the front have all the resources and they don't want like there's i don't like the one thing that i like about it is that they're not visible like yeah they're not mixed in they're like oh here's the tower where all the rich people work where i'm walking by it or i have to work in the basement of that yeah like rich they're just completely we don't even see them I do kind of like that rich people are almost like a rumor. Like, everybody is just in... <laughs> I heard rich people exist. I I, I understand classism is real, and it's uh, something people definitely want to write about and talk about. Yeah. Just as a narrative thing, I feel like I, I personally don't get much out of it from time to time. I feel like mm-hmm. they've not seen very many... I'd like stories that have had it, but it's never my story not your favorite but i do like what this story yeah i do like what this story does where everybody is the areas they're in are so big it's like the two sides like don't they just hear about each other it's like well i've heard about caravan one and i've heard about caravan 18 and it seems like joseph's kind of right in the middle like he might be in like you know the 10 11 12 range we don't really know Mm -hmm. where he's um, which is interesting. Yeah. I do like how much just hearsay and rumors that is. And like you hear about the people at the front of the caravan, but you never really hear from them. They don't get a perspective. And the same thing with the people at the very end. You hear about them. You don't get their perspective. Yeah. I and think I'm... that would be an interesting plot thread to bring mm-hmm. up as well. Because Joseph is kind of doing these broadcast by himself without really uh asking i mean it's illegal for him to be doing this basically but that's the thing it's history from only his perspective yeah we we get that one start at uh the beginning when we first hear emma and she's like you're wrong about the dark 
mm-hmm. which is super a super mysterious thing to say, and that's all. It makes her seem like she knows something, but then we don't really ex- know what it is that she yeah. knows. That's another thing. But yeah, to see to see him kind of uh, meet up with other people and discuss it and get other perspectives, mm-hmm. I think would be an inter- interesting yeah. thing to add to this. Like, I hey, think this he... is how it's worked for me. Yeah. What is it like for you? I think he has mentioned a couple times in season one, like, I only know what I know. Yeah. And he's out there figuring out these mysteries, answering all these questions. I wish there was a little bit more of exploration of people. Like, I want to really talk to somebody who lives all the way up at Caravan 1 and all the way back at Caravan 18. But there is also that, like, that's almost as logistically tricky as going out and solving a mystery. Like, how big are these? How long would it take you to get up to Caravan 1 if you're in, like, Caravan 12? How do you travel there? vehicles are a lot faster than Mm -hmm. the the, the big ones. And it seems like, uh, especially when they're on the, like, curves and stuff, or in the mountains and stuff like that, that they move a lot slower so that... You know they can go back and mm-hmm. forth yeah. And you can just like sort that, of but... take your off road bike and try and catch up. Uh, yeah, I I, yeah. I think I think um yeah. I, I would like to see him explore that a little bit more. I would almost like to see him try and like in in instead of just being like, hey, I'm trying to solve all these mysteries. Use use his historical thing as a like as a shield like hey here's what i want to do but in the background here's what i'm really solving these mystery things i want him to find some kind of way to legitimize what he's doing because if he's doing that then yes he can potentially travel back and forth Mm -hmm. Uh, he can talk to other people and it won't look suspicious yeah. So then if he does need to get access to certain things or talk to certain people about Mm -hmm. stuff he can always just be like hey i'm documenting life here you know mm-hmm. um so i'd like that a lot that, i think that would be fantastic but you can't and like always critique the stuff that you don't have so no no <laughs> uh i it could be moving towards that though because he when he went out of the caravan like he left his mechanics position and his boss mm-hmm. was like okay like you're a great employee but i can't guarantee that spot will still be here when you get yeah. back and it seems like he hasn't worked his way back home yet to find out, like, is my job still there? Yeah. So maybe he could carve out a new space as I'm the historian. And he is going to go around and get, like, real opinions from people. Like, there is all of this hearsay. And he's f- solving all these mysteries. But, like, the social aspect of it, I want more of that. Like, okay, you say, you know, it's funny that you never see any casts from, you know, the first eight caravans. Right. Can we go explore that? Like, what is it that stops that from happening? It makes them sound like they're, you know, like they're greedy and like they're always watching out for each other. But like, what does that look like? Is right. that really true? You say that the back of the caravan is like, oh, they're just scavengers. They're just, you know, living on the edge. Are they? Yeah. And I like I I feel like I want to explore that stuff but again I mm. don't want this here's how the cast system works in the first eight cars you know yeah I, I want him to actually talk to people yes uh and like like I, I, I want there to be an actual story to tell mm. as well as some kind of ulterior motive for him being yes. there of like hey I need to explore this cast system 
so that I can figure out what's really going on in the dark. Maybe I, I heard a rumor that there's a prison in here somewhere. Maybe Emma's being kept there, you, you know, something like that. Um, who knows? Yeah, I want there to be more relationships that we're following. Yeah. I want to explore the relationship between the guard, between the librarian guy. I liked the librarian guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Guy. He's not there very often, but he is nice. Um, One of the relationships that I thought was interesting, but we didn't get to explore much, was the cook. I kind of want to talk about the cook a little, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Andy Denny's interesting. Um, So there were a, t a couple times where I got really confused in the story of just how characters knew things yeah um the the main one was basically end of season one when they're trying to solve that riddle and they're like well uh silicone on the periodic table is number 14 or something like that and he's just like oh that was that was her I, like mm -hmm. I, and i was like what how 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 is that her why do why is that her? Why because is Gamora? She's... <laughs> you know, like, I... Because she's in that caravan. Like I get once they figured out, oh, periodic table, silicone is this element. You're described as the silicone I... cook. Who was the cook of that? When did they mention that she was cook of section 14? Because I I went back to try and find that because I, I was confused and I was like, I don't <sighs> I don't think they mentioned that. I don't I, know if they do I mention it, wrong. but when he says it, it. I don't know. It felt clear and understandable to me that that is information he would have, but may not have necessarily said aloud. And I didn't feel like, oh, information is being kept from me or anything like that. Like, I got it. I got why it didn't click until that moment. I, I don't know why. Is she the are there 14 cooks in that car? Are there is she in segment 14? Is she, you know, is this Diner number 14? Mm -hmm. Is 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 her d d d diner named 14? <laughs> I don't know. You, you, you know, I think that's one of the, one of the, I guess, missteps of the like, hey, we can only record so much. Yeah. So if there is imp important stuff, we do need to relay it to you. I felt like this was an important, like, thing to have noted previously. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like they did. Okay. But that being said, I I liked the relationship they had. They they've known each other for a long time. It seems almost familial. Like she, yeah. like she is more of a motherly figure. Like, hey, I'm protecting you from stuff. You know, from stuff that yeah. you shouldn't be involved in. That's why I lied. You know. Yeah, and that stuff. She's almost like the. Uh informant were this to be a more noir detective story yeah she's the the bart yeah that, that has I, all of the, the information. i like that a lot i like that that role is included in this you yeah. know sci-fi story what are these monsters what's in the dark you also get that classic like different like there's sci-fi mystery solving and there's like the detective mystery solving and you get that detective element Mm -hmm. among everything else it's just like space what's getting us out here in space yeah. where did we come from so one of the big re 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 revelations of this show mm -hmm. is that whatever this thing is in the dark it's been here before the 
yeah before this i guess meteor hit the planet mm. or whatever it was um so what do you think this darkness is i or don't what is in the darkness it seems like it is something living and it has to be something corporeal because Emma's dad like has a sample of it that he matches. Oh, I kind of like that it's vague. And like I've been dis- and like when I try and pitch the show to people, I'm like, it's it's something in the dark that gets I'm them. Kind of I don't evil, know, yeah. but like I'm supposed to not know. Like I need to make sure people are aware that that's, it's not like that's they part just of the tr- mystery. Like yes, we're trying yes. to figure out what it is. Yeah, it's they're not being super vague and writing it off like we don't know because we still have yet to be told. Yeah, yeah. I'm. It seems like there's a number of creatures already on the planet. We know of the grabbers, the five-legged squirrel-like things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hunt other stuff for meat. There was that one. There was that one. The first episode of season two almost doesn't fit in one because it's other characters, but it's almost comedic. Mm-hmm. In in the way it's delivered, because they they were talking to that one guy who supposedly had some kind of animal in the car, oh, and yeah. they were like, "How did would that even fit in the?" And they're like, "No, yeah. it wouldn't fit." Uh, but like they they have that stuff, which seemed to be more of their like their version of cows or yeah. something. Um, I don't think it's a native creature. I think it's them. I think it is human or was originally mm. human and then something on like there's some kind of parasite or something that yeah. has infected these humans and att- attached itself to them but can only survive in the dark or something mm-hmm. or yeah I, I i i don't know yeah i was trying to figure out like how planet of the apes is this going to be like is the monster ultimately man <laughs> they they're back on earth this is earth <laughs> um, but like, or, or, like somehow the thing that fell out of the sky was some kind of catalyst for yes. this thing reacting the way it it, it did, mm-hmm. did, did whether it had some kind of chemical or some kind of tainted food supply of some kind um or if it's robotic in nature what if it's like mm-hmm. nanites that have somehow infected something you know i don't know mm. or yeah. some kind of monstrosity they created that they experimented on and lab experiment gone wrong yeah like how you know all the people who landed here originally from earth like what did they do to this planet when they got there? Were they it, entirely? It seems like they were there long enough to build cities. Yeah, yeah, and they got there like they were running out of fuel. Like they crash landed there pretty much. Like they were ragged. They had to cannibalize their ships to make buildings because mm-hmm. they lost so many like supply ships along the way. Like they were in rough states. Yeah, but like how we're looking back at them benevolently. Who knows how true this is? Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of the kind of themes of this show is 
they are in a circumstance where they have to rely on rumors. And that's what Joseph yeah. is fighting against. Like, we need to have some sort of real record. We can't just have, like, story passed down, passed down, passed down, passed down, because you're going to lose so much of what's actually going on with that. Yeah. Or we need to take the information in the actual records we do have mm -hmm. and or are being hidden f f from us yeah. and make that public knowledge. Yeah, I do, like, I do have uh, one other kind of theory about uh -huh. the darkness stuff. Um, I, I mentioned what if it's more robotic? What if the thing that's in the darkness does have something to do with this number voice yeah. thing? Because he mentioned that he got left there and he had to stay behind. We don't know why he had to stay behind. What if this is some kind of like robotic sentient technology thing and that's why they sacrifice all of this technology to it them to, to kind of replenish it to almost yeah um just like what if he yeah like what if there is some kind of sentient robotic life form thing um because when we see the sample of the of the like hey here's the the sample of something from the dark and here's the sample of like something else I, they didn't really explain it all that mm -hmm. much of is it plant life is it human life is it is it metallic yeah. what is this thing it's just hey we have these two samples one is more recent mm -hmm. and one is ancient and they're both and the they're... same thing oh spooky yeah yeah um i so think that could be interesting and i think season three will get us back to that because we'll also be getting back to emma yeah. talking about like the plant life and all of that i want to stop and say i really love that the upper crust of this world the royalty of this world more or less is the botanists who just like grow the plants on these big farm trucks that keep everybody alive like mm -hmm. how Which Seems like a weird thing. Sorry to interrupt, but no, it's it, okay. again, because the rich people yeah. are kind of kept in the front of the caravan with mm -hmm. a lot of the secrets. Why are the botanists up there? That that almost. I mean, sure, there there's it's science and it's important to understand this stuff so we can eat the the food and stuff like that. But it. Like it's 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 weird to be like we have the government, the aristocrats, the rich people, yeah. and then the people who like plants. I like, I wonder huh. if it's kind of logistic. Like if this giant caravan is always driving towards the light, the closer you are to the front of the caravan, the closer you are to, to the, the light, light. The more light you're going to get. It, it might be something like oh, that. I. Yeah. The fact that it's like rich people, the, well, the people with resources are at the front and they live the high life and the people with no resources are at the back and they live a low life is like a little too, I, I don't know, it, like it feels a little tired to me personally, but I do like these individual twists that are put on it. Like, it seems like you can guess everything around here is still so scarce. Even mm -hmm. these rich people, these aristocrats, they probably still have jobs really important jobs like i don't think there's anybody in this culture that gets to rest on their laurels everybody has to earn their way around yeah 
which is also part of this puzzle. I want him to go up there and like find like, yes, you may be like super snobby, but you are integral. Like you are so beneficial to us, despite whatever attitude you may or may not have. And Mm -hmm. I like that out of all of these different positions, like it's not the doctors, the lawyers, the politicians, it is the farmers that are the absolute upper crust. That's a neat twist. Which, yeah, I mean, again, it might not, like, be anything spooky and scary of, like, oh, why are the botanists up there? They must be hiding something. Mm -hmm. Um, It it might just be, yeah, hey, food is important, like, especially because we're on the move. We need to make sure that, and people who know how to grow food and deal with plants, maybe use Mm -hmm. some kind of fuel based off of these plants and so, so we can continue moving the caravans and stuff like yeah, that like, like they that, that would be a super important job let's make sure they're well paid well fed yeah. they are the top of the, the of the line it might just be something like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and i want to learn more about like how is everything fueled like we can guess you know they're growing all these plants maybe it is some sort of plant-based fuel maybe it's solar powered mm-hmm. oh like these little logistic things, I probably couldn't take like an entire 20 minutes of here's just explanations to all these little mundane technical things, but I want it like sprinkled here and there. Like yeah. I really like the exposition of this world because this world is like so unique and so interesting. Yeah. Like if, if you're going to explain to me how you get water, how you make the fuel mm-hmm. or stuff like that, that's fine. You can tell me that, but I want a story around it. Right? Yeah, like I, I want him to go out hunting with someone else who hunts and knows how to hunt, and he's yes. interviewing him. How do we do this? What's happening here? Something attacks, and they get separated, and he knows like one thing of how to survive, mm-hmm. and so how does he do that and make it back and stuff like that? And he l- learns these things along the way. Mm-hmm. Like, I, th- I think that would be neat, rather yeah. than just like, here's how it's done. Mm -hmm. I think there's so much I want to learn about this world. Like, it seems like they're so on the move. Is there anything non-essential? Is there any leisure? Is there any art? Like, if every, like, is everybody busy being a mechanic or a farmer or a cook or something like that? Is anybody a musician? Is anybody a poet around here? Yeah. Interesting stuff to ask. Interesting stuff um let's see i guess last question i want to ask kind of about the dark slash the mystery stuff like that um is there is there any kind of protection from the dark yeah besides just being in the light like they they obviously had to or not i I guess had to they Mm -hmm. they moved out of the darkness so they could just stay away from it period but why can't they just lock themselves in a building? Why? Yeah. Like, what's going on there? Is it because this thing is gigantic and it's mm-hmm. huge, or is it something else? Yeah. We don't can know. you can you hunker down? Do you always have to run? Is it possible to hide? Is it possible to fight back? Like, is it only the sunlight that keeps these things away? If you had like crazy bright halogen lights all around you, is that also going to work? Yeah. I it, it would be interesting to find if there was in, a time in umbrella with light bulbs on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> so you just <laughs> you just walk around in a light tube and you're yeah, safe. Exactly. Uh, like, are they the number one predators? Like, 
did something evolve that was stronger than the dark and these people have just never seen it because they're never there. They never I'd went like, back in, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if there will ever be a time where they realize our ancestors did the right thing at that time. Right now, it's something different. To keep yeah. living the way we've been living is not our best option anymore. Because we were their food supply and we ran away. They died out because they oh, didn't have food. Oh, we're fine now? <laughs> yeah. Um, Something like that. I'm so in in regards to that. I'm wondering if they were trying to study that. What you know, what the this thing is, and that might be what these outposts are. The the yeah. the the one where he found the notes, and I think found the tablet in mm -hmm. one of them. Uh, and that dead g guy was in the corner. Mm -hmm. Um, like, what are those stations? Because we don't really we, we we know there's those kind of stations. There's the churches. There's this big like yeah. almost camera like thing or some kind of pylon that looked at them. Uh, yeah, like there's 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 so much to explore. Mm -hmm. here. I I think season three will be interesting to say the least. Yeah, I uh, I'm looking down on my phone because I'm trying to find. Do I have anything to recommend? Based on this show, this is usually how we end our episodes. Kyle, can you think of anything? If somebody liked the Earth Collective, what should they what should they check out next? Um, let's see. If they liked the Earth Collective, I I don't know. I actually haven't listened to this. I think there's another podcast called God. What it's. Is it? It's something with Mars. Oh well, I'll skip that one because huh. I, I don't. I don't really have a good recommendation for that one. I, I don't know. I um. Oh geez, this is a tough one. I'm thinking more of video games. Oh. So there's a video game, or well, it's 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 a book as well. It's a Russian series of novels called Metro. Uh, Metro 2033 and Metro huh. Last Light, Metro Exodus and st stuff like that. Um, but they've made video g games based off of those those books. Mm. Uh, it takes place after uh, like a nuclear war somehow something and a bunch of the people uh, moved into the Russian subway system to live and survive. Mm. And so that's where they have their houses and all, all of that stuff and they've not g gone up to the surface because there's all these monsters and mm -hmm. these you know this Ooh. this d d darkness up there that they don't really really know and there's still a whole bunch of radiation uh but then there's an interesting aspect that the main character um might have a way to kind of communicate mm. to some of these monsters up there and so there's this mystery of like what are these monsters exactly uh, so if you haven't checked it, if, if you're a video game fan and you like playing games, uh, I would say check out the Metro series of games. I think it's like Metro Exodus is the huh. recent one. There's Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light. That's an interesting pitch. Neat. Yeah. I would say this reminds me the most of Wolf 359 which is still That's like this is this has been wrapped up for a while. It's still one of my favorite audio dramas. It's so strong. 
And especially in the beginning, it's, well, you know what, throughout the entirety of the story, it's got that, like, survivalist aspect to it. It's set Mm -hmm. in this, you know, space station out there, like, way out in space that you learn. At first, you do kind of get the feeling like, oh, they're, like, kind of the misfits space station of this entire, like, space exploration corporation but as the time goes on you do find out oh they're not just the bottom of the barrel they are kind of actively being neglected right and they are running so short on anything that they need to get by exactly it's got that part of it it's got the mystery part of it um if you like the kind of spooky aspects of this story you could listen to is it the uh, not the hollow man the empty man that one episode of wolf 359 oh yeah yeah. That's a great one. There's also another audio drama um, that I've listened to just a couple episodes of. This is another thing that I started, kind of got a feel for it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to put you on the shelf till later. I'm coming back to this. The time just hasn't Sweet. been right yet. This is a show called The Bridge. I've heard of it. It's an, uh, this, I'm reading the pitch straight off my, um, the description straight off my podcast app. It's an alternate 2016, and Watchtower 10 sits in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, keeping lonely watch over the transcontinental bridge. Each watchtower sits hundreds of feet away from the bridge, broadcasting regular traffic reports to ensure that proper safety precautions are taken. These lighthouses, for cars, are filled with a carefully selected and very capable crew. And this is a little bit... Uh, not quite sitcom but it's got, like, a cast of characters. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of like a weird misfit family. Also, like, you know, Wolf 359. And it's got that same just sort of weird uh, out in, you know, out in the middle of nowhere isolation. Things are kind of eerie. What's going on feel to it. Cool. That sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. Good audio drama recommendations. Um, So let's see. I think I don't think I don't have anything else to say about the Earth Collective. Go check it out. Yeah, uh, it's... season three should be coming down the road soon. Soonish. I, yeah, I don't know I... exactly when, but yeah, this is. Uh, I do really recommend the show. I found this a couple years ago, and it has always stuck with me. It's really unique, Sweet. and it's not terribly long. Like I think the entirety of the feed takes up like five, five and a half hours. Something like that, yeah. I think I listened to all of season two yesterday. Yeah. There mm-hmm. you go. Um, but now it is my turn to pitch what we are going to do for next week. So let's get yes. to the pitches. Pitch number one is a, uh, I guess, a short mini-series, a six-issue mini-series. Mm-hmm. It's a comic called God Shaper. Oh, uh, and it is by Simon Spurrier with art by Jonas Goonface. Mm. Um, and let's see, where is the description here? Um, Eisner Award nominated writer Ooh. breakout, blah blah blah. Um, where did the, I okay. introduce a vast world te- teeming with bold ideas, exploring ownership? freedom and the pettiness of possession both physical Mm. and spiritual na is a god shaper a godless social pariahs with the ability to mold and shape the gods of other people paired with bud an 
off-kilter but affectionate god without a human. The two travel from town town to town looking for shelter, a hot male, and the next paying rock and roll gig. Six issues. I have the, whatchamacallit, I have the comicsology page pulled up here it's only 7.99 uh oh. if you want to buy it or you can read it for free on comicsology unlimited right down nice. here so um i that that is pitch number one where I, is I, that from it's from a couple years ago okay. uh let's see i think i've heard size Furrier's name in relation to x-men but when in x-men's legacy i can't remember yeah um but yeah, so I I heard about this a couple years ago. It was mm. it seemed interesting to me. I thought it was going to be a little bit longer. It ended oh. up being short, just this you know these six issues, um, and I I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to pick that up, and I, I it, it just never did. I I somehow forgot about it, and then I went into Comicsology this morning to be like, oh, what can I pitch? And I saw this, and I was like, oh yeah, that book. I'm gonna Neat. Do that one. Uh, so that is pitch number one. Pitch number two is a Hulu original series called Castle Rock. It's mm. a ten-episode uh, series, I guess, a horror anthology television series based on the works of Stephen King. Uh, it premiered in 2018 uh, in July. All of that stuff. Uh, it, yeah, I. It looks like it all takes place in a fictional town of C- Castle Rock, Maine. Yep. <laughs> it intertwines the characters and, and and stories and stuff like that. So it doesn't seem like it's all one big story, mm-hmm. but it's smaller, like anthology stuff, all happening within the same town. It okay. Like. Um. So there you go. I this one has also been on my list from when they first put it out but i just never got around to it there uh pitch number three is a manga it's two volumes of a manga and that's its entirety called what a wonderful world oh that sounds sweet it is also a collection of short stories um written by Enio asano uh, and it consists of loosely connected short stories about young adults in modern Japan and their life decisions, is what Wikipedia describes it as. Um, I've I've read one or two other mangas, I think, from this creator, um, and I I I liked what I read. It wasn't necessarily anything that stuck with me but enough to Mm -hmm. be like i want to read more from this creator i i I think they might have some interesting stuff uh so this is a a short one it's only two volumes um i'm not sure where you can find this one but i'm sure it is out there uh somewhere i saw it on amazon for pretty cheap um but yeah this this is pitch number three. What a wonderful world. Pitch number one was God Shaper. Pitch number two, Castle Rock. And pitch number three, what a wonderful world. Oh, Kyle, you know I'm definitely going with Castle Rock. After after going through this, I, I am hungry <laughs> for horror. Spook me right up. I'm 
lightly familiar with Stephen King. I read um, Salem's Lot and one of his short story collections when I was in high school. Okay. You know, I've seen The Shining, which I guess he personally does not actually like. I'm lightly familiar with him. I would like to learn more. And I see this was also produced by J.J. Abrams. Yeah. And I've I've enjoyed everything I've seen from him. I've enjoyed most of and the I'm stuff intrigued. from him. Yeah, and I'm intrigued by an anthology story in one town together. Yeah, I think that should be fun. I think it's been a while since we've done something that was horror. Yes. Uh, so I, I was, I was, I was like, we should, we should do some more horror stuff, especially yes. since we kind of mentioned it on our, uh, on a previous episode, mm-hmm. our uh, Avengers spoiler casting. We were talking about some horror stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's 10 episodes long. You guys can find it mm. on Hulu. Uh, Castle Rock is what we will do for this next week. Cool. Yeah. Melissa, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And I am at Yo Kyle Springer on both Twitter and Instagram. If you guys want to stay up to date with all of our shows and podcasts and stuff, we are on Twitter at The Whatnots. Uh, you guys can find more info at thewhatnots.com. You can search for us on your podcast feed stuff wherever you get your podcast just by searching The Whatnots. Uh, and what else? Patreon.com slash The Whatnots. If you want to throw us your life savings, that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause you don't need it. We do though. That would be great, right? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't complain. Melissa, would you com- com- no. complain? No, not at all. Cool. Uh, I'd buy you certainly a lovely dinner in exchange for your life savings. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, thank you guys for joining us. We will be back next week with Castle Rock season one. Mm-hmm. Adios guys. Bye.